Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's, Let's get, get it. it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Okay, now. you're calling your shot again. A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars and LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. All three hours, it's free. You know what that reminded me of, actually? Do you remember when you were mean to Jake? Celtics could really be the team to beat this year. I mean, wait, how- wait, Jake, don't overreact like this. You're you're better than that. I'm just giving my opinion like I'm supposed to. I know. <laughs> this is Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Climb on board. Buckle your seatbelt. A lot of items to go through. Reggie Miller will stop by a little later on. Chris Sims from NBC Sports will join us as well. You can listen on our 362 radio affiliates across the uh, country and uh, also YouTube dot com slash the Dan Patrick show. We had over 100,000 viewers yesterday, and it's great to be able to give you this, the opportunity to be able to watch the show. And this is just day one. So thank you for tuning in. And I apologize to your bosses in advance, but uh, it's a fun show and glad you get a chance to uh, witness it. If you're watching on YouTube, you know what you do? Don't work as hard in the morning, but work harder in the afternoon. Problems, How's that? Problem solved. Yes, that'll that'll appease your boss. Hey, I'm not going to work that hard in between nine and noon East Coast time, but um, I'm going to work really hard in the afternoon. But uh, YouTube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show, and uh, all three hours it's free and uh, very excited about it. If you want to get in touch with the program, you know the details here. You can go to at uh, DP Show on Twitter. Uh, dp at danpatrick.com on email and dial us up 877-3DP-SHOW. Now that the dust is settling, the uh, NFL scouting combine is over. There's a flood of mock drafts hitting the internet. As usual, quarterbacks are moving up the board fast. Todd McShay had his uh, mock draft that just came out. You could have, you know, five quarterbacks taken in the first round. You could have maybe four quarterbacks taken in the top ten. You know who doesn't get blamed when you miss out on the next great quarterback? The GMs get less of a hard time for passing on players at other positions. Aaron Donald is arguably the best defensive player in the league. Do you know how many teams passed up on him? 12. Rams got him at 13. People don't call out teams that passed on him or other defensive players. But boy, if you miss a quarterback, what were you thinking on missing out on Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson? And I agree with that. So now we're seeing names like Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, and Jacob Eason in mock drafts. You got Joe Burrow, you got Tua. Five quarterbacks first round won't be a surprise. 
it almost seems like that's the norm these days because it feels like everybody is spinning that wheel hoping it lands on a franchise quarterback. So get ready, it's draft time, and here come the quarterbacks. You know, it happens every year. It is time-tested. You know, now Jacob Eason is a guy who people are looking at going, wait a minute here. He's a riser. Jordan Love. Hey, keep in mind, he lost all of his uh, offensive weapons. They, uh, you know, very injury-prone team. And, you know, but people liked Jordan Love last year. He was just a disappointment. And as my source said yesterday, he just wilted in big games, big moments there. But they love him. They love what they think you can do instead of what they see. That's why Deshaun Watson fell. Because I think we saw everything. You saw him play. You saw him win a national championship. You saw him in a big moment. And then you go, okay, well, yeah, but what else does he have? Like, is that his ceiling there? Uh, I don't know how many people watch Patrick Mahomes, but Mahomes you watched and you went, yeah, but he's a Brett Favre-like. He takes too many chances here. But you got to see him, and people passed on him as well. Mitchell Trubisky, who was watching Mitchell Trubisky? Who was watching Daniel Jones? But the potential was there. And Jordan Love, boy, the potential. Big arm, he could be like Mahomes. Okay, all right, maybe he is. Uh, Joe Burrow could be the next uh, Tom Brady. When Rick Neuheisel came on, he said, you know, he's he could be the next Tom Brady. More athletic. Tua. Tua's like Drew Brees or Russell Wilson. Okay. I, I Every year, that Justin Herbert, man, he, is a, he looks like a quarterback here. Okay. It's just every year. It's one thing to look like a quarterback. Can he play like a quarterback? But that's what you have this time of the year, mock drafts, as we try to handicap this. And somebody is going to go crazy over a quarterback and move up. And I don't know what Washington's doing it to. I mean, I'm, I'm still a little skeptical on that, that the, the story was broken by a, a newspaper in Miami, not in Washington, about that they're interested in Tua. It felt like it was maybe one of those planted articles there. But is somebody going to go up and get him? Do the Redskins, and, and I understand what the Redskins are doing. Like, if you want to give the impression, hey, you want to get him? You got to come up here and get him at two, and then maybe you can still get your guy if uh, you still want Chase Young. But this is what happens when you're trying to find a quarterback because every one of these GMs and owners knows the following. I get my quarterback, I build around that quarterback, and now I have a five-year window to win a championship. But, you know, used to be if you were signing a guy, he could be $50 million before he played a game. Now, you know, there's... The Bears could cut Mitchell Trubisky, and it cost him $9 million probably. I mean, you know, in a, a, a different era, it would have been, it's going to cost you $25 million, $30 million. You know, you had uh, guys like Jamarcus Russell and Sam Bradford. They were making a lot of money. That would paralyze your team. But now that's not the case. And you don't wait. You know, if Washington says we've seen enough with Dwayne Haskins and the owner wanted Dwayne Haskins, but you bring in Ron Rivera and Ron Rivera says, I want Tua, good. He's got to find his quarterback because if he doesn't, then his stay in Washington will be brief. Everybody wants to find that quarterback. The question is, we love the quarterback that we don't know that much about. It's like players who play in Europe. 
Man, that guy, he's got potential. If Luka Doncic played at Duke, we, would, we wouldn't have thought as much of him as we did the mystery of him playing in the European League. Now, it's a teenager playing with grown-ups. Man. And I'd watch his highlights. That's why they're called highlights. It's rare when they show you traveling, double dribbling, um, you know, missing a defensive assignment, missing a layup. Like, they show great things on there. But that potential, that mystery... That's what we love, and somebody's going to do that again. They're going to go, Jordan Love, yeah, he didn't have a good year this year. You know, maybe we can get him at a discounted rate here. All right. Yeah, Paul. It, it's such a crapshoot because that's how Bears fans were sold Trubisky. Like, well, he didn't do a lot at North Carolina. He didn't really make them relevant. His stats weren't that good. He didn't play a lot, but we know this guy has something, and it didn't come true. I saw a comparison yesterday. Jordan Love is compared to Patrick Mahomes. They said, well, his team didn't do a lot in college, but he was a great player. Jordan Love led the league, led the NCAA in interceptions last year. The last year at Texas Tech, Mahomes had 41 touchdowns and 10 picks. Their stats are way different. Yeah, but they talk about this big arm. Oh, Justin Herbert's got a big arm. I want to know if it's accurate. Josh Allen has a big arm. I want to know if he can get more accurate. And what the scout told me yesterday, there are certain players who throw a player open. Justin Herbert does not yet. Joe Burrow does. You throw the player open. In college, watch a college game now and just notice how many times the wide receiver is wide open. The emphasis on wide receiver is wide open in college. In the pros, it's a whole lot different. They're putting their hands on you all the way down the field, and you have to throw a receiver open. And that's the big challenge for a lot of these quarterbacks, no matter how big your arm is. Yeah, McLevin. I don't understand how you evaluate quarterbacks though, because like Tua has amazing receivers. Joe Burrow yeah. had amazing receivers. Yeah. The Oklahoma quarterbacks who all went number one had CeeDee Lamb and amazing receivers. Yeah. So how, I mean, if you're a team, how do you distinguish what's what? This is where the scouts, where it comes. I don't, I don't see what they see. I only tell you what I'm told from these scouts. And, you know, my friend said, hey, there are certain guys who throw somebody open. There are plays where you have to make a great play in college. And that is throwing a player open, and that's what they're looking for. There are guys who are wide open. Those Alabama wide receivers, somebody was going to be wide open because they all run four three forties. LSU, you had NFL wide receivers there at the skill positions. I mean, there somebody's going to be open there. It's when you need to make a tough throw, can you make a tough throw? And what they do is they take those highlights or those plays and put them together. That helps him more than, hey, I, I hit somebody who was five yards you know, ahead of the defense there. You get those ones where you gotta, you got to fit it in a tight, under duress. You know, they they want to show that, and they want to so, show how can you fit it into a tight window there. But it's not easy to do that. really isn't. But uh, that's what they're trying to figure out. Uh, a couple other things here. The uh, Tom Brady situation is still full steam ahead, but... You know, Tom Curran is uh, kind of tamping this down a little bit. Tom Curran is a buzzkill. He uh, covers the Patriots, NBC Sports Boston, and basically saying, hey, you know, ease up on this because there's still plenty of time. It's 15 days and counting that the clock is ticking. Understand a couple of things with Brady and the Patriots. Let's say that he signs with a new team. The Patriots take a $13.5 million cap hit if Brady decides to leave. Um, 
Mike Florio had something in uh, on Pro Football Talk today. I'll read you a portion of uh, the end of his column. Considering that the Patriots of the past two decades have achieved a success rate in that regard, unlike any franchise in league history, he won't take lightly a decision to abandon the familiarity of, of success for a fresh start, no matter how tempting it might seem, before the moment he signs a new contract and settles into the reality of a dramatically altered reality that could cause him to pull his Maybach into the parking lot of a new facility and then go, oh my God, what have I done? If I'm Brady, I want to know the following. Because he hasn't always taken you know the biggest uh, contract here. You'd say, I'm going to give you two years guaranteed. And if I'm Tom Brady, I want to know the following. What are we doing with you know the draft, skill position players, and our offensive line? Like That's where I start. And maybe not in that order, but I, I need to know, do we have our skill position players set and what can we add? Are we moving up in the draft? Is there somebody that we're looking at? You know, I would just say, if I'm going to do this with you, I need to know. I have to have assurances here. And I think that's the game that's being played. I mean, I still think Brady goes back to the Patriots. And I, you know, I know that we had Jeff Darlington on from the mothership, and he said, hey, don't rule out Tampa. Well, I just saw where Tampa's now hot on Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, don't rule out the Raiders. Okay, I just read something where the Raiders are interested in Tua. I, we got to start ruling some teams out. I think <laughs> we got to be fair to the process here because I can't keep track of all the rumors and whispers and I'm hearing junk. Who is really involved in this? I, I think the Titans are. I think the Titans are involved in this. But if I'm Paulie, I'd feel pretty good about your $500 bet with Jeff Darlington. It's all charity. It's all for the kids. Of course, it's always for the kids. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Did you see where Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay had a $5,000 bet? Toppers. On Jordan Love going higher than Justin Herbert? Are they allowed to bet like that on the mothership? They are. They are also doing it for the V Foundation. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. But Kuyper was was fired up. Mel doesn't joke. Mel has... Mel has a sense of humor, but not during draft time. Yeah. He was upset that McShay was saying it. He goes, let's go, man. Let's go. 5K. <laughs> Mel's hair was all up in the... Wait, who's higher? Who has who? McShay has Jordan Love picked before Justin Herbert. That's the $5,000 bet. Once again, everybody loves Jordan Love. He's the new guy. Don't know not that much about him. Now all of a sudden, it's like, hey, that's... That's the shiny new object here with these guys. And he'll probably move up a little bit higher. There are already people saying Jordan Love will be better than Joe Burrow. Oh, you're going to say Joe Montana. <laughs> well, no, not yet. <laughs> I heard Joe. I was like, <gasps> yeah, one year in, and then they'll probably say that. <gasps> yes, McLovin. I mean, do people even know what conference Utah State's in? It's, it, it's a Utah State quarterback we're talking about. I know. About whoa, whoa, whoa. McLovin, it's, I'm just saying what people are you know, talking about with Jordan Love. It's, nailed, it's the Luka Doncic effect. What we don't see, we're fascinated with. I watched a, a full game last year because I, I thought, okay, let me just see how good he is. Now, during the broadcast, they did say, well, he doesn't have a, you know, his offense is banged up. And I went, okay. But you're still looking for things with a quarterback. I just didn't see enough in that full game. But, you know, they loved him uh, the previous year. And they certainly are falling in love, falling back in love with him again this year. This program brought to you by True Car. Go to True Car to get an upfront price 
from a dealer online. Search from over a million pre-owned vehicles with a new True Car. Buy smarter, drive happier. Also, I saw this story. John Aranda, the uh, Sports Business Journal, does a great job covering this goofy business. He reports ESPN has reached out to Peyton Manning's camp to see whether or not he's interested in the lead analyst job for Monday Night Football. This is where I have a problem with the story. Now, Peyton had said before he didn't want to be in the booth when his brother was still playing, so Eli retired. Now that CBS has paid Romo $18 million per year, wow, I thought it was 17. He just got a raise? So he's now $18 million. And Peyton Manning was offered something in the range of 10 to $12 million. If I want to get Peyton Manning's attention, you have to give him what you're giving Tony Romo. I mean, that's the starting point here. Do you think Peyton Manning, out of pride, is going to go, yeah, I know that uh, it's a four-letter word, not a three-letter network, but still... You guys make a lot of money. Uh, I would like to uh, dispel any perception that Tony Romo is somehow more valuable or desirable than me. 10 to 12 million. I know it's a lot of money, but if Peyton Manning... To me, Peyton Manning would be better than Tony Romo. He would. Because he actually did it and was successful. You know, Tony says, I see all these things. Peyton saw all those things before everybody else did and actually was really successful. Tony had a nice career. He wasn't successful at seeing everything in front of him. Peyton was. I think Peyton telling you what he sees. Now, I do. I think Romo's great. And if you want to pay him 17 or $18 million, good for you. It's a TV show. You're paying one of your lead actors. I have no problem with that. I love his enthusiasm. I like, you know, he's, there's a boyish charm to Romo when he's doing this. But if you want to have somebody go to the line of scrimmage and teach you something, Peyton Manning will teach you something. Peyton will say, and I, I still maintain, if I had him on Monday Night Football, I would have that camera that follows right behind the quarterback. If you're allowed to do that, and I want Peyton telling you in real time as he walks to the line of scrimmage via the camera, and he's going to say, uh, you got a blitz coming here, strong side blitz here. Uh, I'm looking, my check down is going to be right here. And then the play is called. And then you're going to see what happens in real time. And I I don't want every analyst to feel like they have to predict a play. Because Romo did this, and there'll be guys who are going to try to do the same thing, impersonators. I don't need that. Romo is very skilled at doing this. Jim Nance is skilled at kind of taking what Tony says and then putting it right back into the game stream. But if you want to pay Peyton Manning... And you're going to put Monday Night Football on ABC, which is the rumor. And now you want to attract the Super Bowl and those kind of things. Uh, I'd go in with a pretty strong hand with those negotiations to say, we now have Peyton Manning. What games do you want to feature on Monday night? There's a lot involved in this. But if I'm trying to get Peyton's attention, I might start at his number, his jersey number. You'd be like... um, my number's 18. We're starting there. I don't mind going to Johnny Unitas. You can go up to Doug Flutie's number in college if you want to, 22. We can go to John Hadle at 21. I'm okay with that. Yeah, Paul. If you were ESPN, would you ever consider hiring both Manning brothers in the booth? Double down? Or is that uh, overkill and take away from the game? 
Well, they seem to love these three-man booths. I, I don't need a three-man booth because then you everybody's going, well, I didn't get to say anything. In theory, you wouldn't have to develop chemistry between your two color analysts. They both know football. They both know each other. They're not going to battle each other for the mic. I don't know. Just if you, you want to go all in, go all in. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Because if I pay Peyton 18 or 19, Eli's going to want seven, eight, nine, something like that. That's a lot of money. Well, it feels like a lot of money. In the bigger picture, probably not. Yes, McLovin. But Eli's been quiet for 15 to 20 years. And you, I mean, he's been the biggest mark in the world, hasn't said a thing. So is Romo. Decades. Yeah, that's true. Romo, we were shocked when we heard Romo because yeah. we had never heard Romo like that. But I, I would just stick with Peyton. I would just say to Peyton, it's your broadcast. And then he's going to pick his uh, play-by-play partner, and then you just say, Peyton, Peyton will produce it for you. He will. He'll he'll do play-by-play. He'll produce it. He'll direct it. Like he'll, Vin Scully? He'll do everything. Peyton will do that. Tony Dungy talks about that. Because I said, how would he be as an analyst? He'd go, oh, my God, he'd drive you crazy. But in a good way, he'd drive you crazy. All right, let me take a break. We'll come back. we got play of the day. Uh, we got a stat of the day. And McLevin has a poll question, I believe. We're a man down. Fritzy is not with us today. Let me drop the curtain over his desk. But uh, hope to Fritzy's feeling better. And uh, we'll drop the curtain there on Fritzy's desk. And we'll take a break. It's uh, 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. If you're looking to add some excitement, make BetDSI.com your betting partner. Use BetDSI's live betting platform where you can watch all the events and even bet all the games until the final whistle. New members get a 100% bonus match using promo code DP101. That's double your money to start winning today. Why choose BetDSI? BetDSI has been paying winners for 20 years and is top rated on betting review sites. Use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash this week. BetDSI has a user-friendly interface and mobile site and has the fastest payouts in the industry simply play win and get paid bet dsi offers betting options for everything bet on nfl nba nhl boxing and all other major sports politics reality tv esports virtually everything try live betting at bet dsi where you can bet on games from start to finish every play and every minute until the end new members get a 100 percent bonus match using promo code dp101 that's double your money to start winning today once again go to bet dsi and use promo code dp101 and get this limited time 100% bonus offer to make some extra cash. It's only a game until you bet it. Bet DSI. Make sure you go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car or truck will ever need. Rockauto.com, a family business founded by automotive engineers in 1999. Two goals in mind. First, to give people direct access to all the parts information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. And second, to make parts affordable by offering reliably low prices. RockAuto.com is the place to go. You got all the part brands, prices, features you want anytime, 24-7. And if you've been told dealer only or no longer available, 
Go to rockauto.com first to see if that's true. The parts are delivered right to your home or office. Don't waste time and money hunting for the parts, phoning, driving, waiting in line. And make sure you tell them we sent you. Right, Dan Patrick, in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you all the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. Poll question, McLovin, what do you have for me? Okay, uh, I you asked a couple questions in the first segment. Who would you want? Who? Tua Tungavailoa or Dwayne Haskins if you're a Redskins fan? Um, we like the newness. I, I would go with Tua. If, if I'm Washington and Ron Rivera, as much as I like Chase Young, keep in mind, Washington had a good pass rush. I think they were 10th in sacks last year. So they already have a decent pass rushing front. But if I get Tua and Tua's healthy, see, that's the key. If you tell me that he's healthy, then I would take Tua. But I'm not privy to the medicals, and nobody I know is. Uh, but, you know, until we know that, then I, I wouldn't co-sign on that. But I, I do like Tua as the face of the franchise. The one concern I hear about Tua is the invo- involvement of his father, that that is going to be a big deal. I don't know to what degree, but I was told that at the Combine, his father was front row when he met with the media. His son did. I don't know how much how involved he's going to be, but I was told that that is something that at least keep an eye on. Yeah, Paul. So didn't they take the Redskins take Montez Sweat last year? They got Ryan Kerrigan. So they got good defensive rush guys. Yeah. But you add Chase Young, and now they're off the charts. If you go back, remember when Jadevian Clowney was the number one pick and the Texans needed a quarterback, but they couldn't pass on Clowney? Yeah. Would you rather have Jadevian Clowney or Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson. It's not even really close, is no. it? So Jadevian Clowney, who was a really good player, isn't even close to as important as Watson. So if you look back, that's what the Redskins should do. If you know, now, Chase Young could be an all-pro for 10 years, could be a Hall of Famer. But you have to find your quarterback. And I don't know what they think of Dwayne Haskins. I don't know what Ron Rivera thinks of Dwayne Haskins. Like, that would be the key. Like, truly thinks of him. Here's the problem. The owner told the coach and GM to draft Dwayne Haskins. So you got that factor here. You know? And if Daniel Snyder is going to continue to get involved, this isn't going to go well. If Ron Rivera gets an opportunity to coach and pick the players he wants, then you got a chance at success. But I, I don't need this draconian figure, Dan, Daniel Snyder, saying, I want this guy because that's not going to help. When you play favorites when you're drafting somebody, that's not going to help your team. you got to make business decisions. Yes, McLevin. But they're so bad at so many positions. If you bring in Tua, he's hurt for a year or not at full strength. They'll never win a Super Bowl in that five-year window with Tua, will they? I mean, I'm not sure they're built for Tua. They didn't show, they're terrible at most spots on the field, the Redskins. Okay, but then you're going to draft a defensive end where you already have a good pass-rushing defensive yeah. unit. Yeah, I mean, you assume Ryan Carrick would be gone then. He's kind of older. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally, I agree with that logic too. <laughs> but it feels like... Can you know? You always say about these these five year deals. You got to win in the first five years, but you got to have the pieces around you, yeah. right? But you get a chance to build it, and that's what you want. You want to have momentum. There's no momentum in Washington D.C. with Dwayne Haskins. If Tua comes in and is able to play, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be there at five. Todd McShay's mock draft has the Dolphins. That I just don't. I think somebody's going up to get somebody. And is it Tua? Is it? Jordan Love, some team is moving up. Happens every year. 
And somebody, it feels like, it never goes as scripted. You know, we thought we've had Chase Young in every single mock draft going to Washington until we had the combine and now the whispers start. And then Ron Rivera gets there and he's probably saying, am I sold on Dwayne Haskins? Have I seen enough to know exactly what I'm getting? And if those reports are true, then you take Chase Young. Or you might trade out of that spot. If you need all that help, then trade out. Get three draft, second-round draft picks and a, you know, a couple of first-round picks. Yeah, Paul. It's funny how fast things change. You can find articles and mock drafts from a month ago where everyone's like, wow, Miami in the five spot. Two is going to drop to them, and they're going to get a great quarterback who would have been the number one overall pick if he was healthy at the five spot. Now Miami's got to be thinking, we got to make a move here or we're going to take the third or fourth guy. And I think that the perception, and, and we laugh at this, the quarterback in class next year is pretty impressive. But it's always, next year is always better. <laughs> it never fails. You know, it was tank for Tua. Now all of a sudden Joe Burrow comes out of nowhere. And then you're going to have Trevor Lawrence next year. That somebody's going to be tanking for Trevor. And where does he end up? If you're Washington, do you say, let's see another year with Dwayne Haskins. We're probably not going to be very good, and maybe we get a chance at Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I, I don't know what their logic is, and sometimes they defy logic, but if you're sold on Tua or not sold on Dwayne Haskins, then great, take him. But if not, Chase Young seems like a pretty good fallback plan where you go, all else fails, we take that guy. Uh, what else do we have uh, poll question-wise? Well, then I did have the same question, Herbert or Love. But I guess ESPN is sort of cornered the cornered that question. <laughs> I don't know how do you answer that either. Who I don't know either. I I saw them both, and I saw glimpses of greatness, but I also saw inconsistency. You know, Justin Herbert was great in the Rose Bowl, but he was great running the ball in the Rose Bowl. And we've talked about him for two years now, where. This guy, if he had come out, he was going to be the number one quarterback. Was that two years ago when we talked about that with Justin Herbert? Yeah. And I watched him, and there are times when you go, oh, my gosh. And then there are times when you say, oh, my gosh, for a different reason with it. And trying to get that consistency. I mean, Josh Allen in Buffalo will continue to, to be that kind of quarterback. He'll be an oh, my gosh, and then a oh, my gosh kind of quarterback. Jameis Winston. Is the poster child for, oh, my gosh, to, oh, my gosh. And now it feels like he's on the way out. Now Teddy Bridgewater's coming in. But then Chicago Bears fans would hope that they say bye to Mitchell Trubisky and bring in Teddy Bridgewater. Uh-huh. <laughs> Two gloves, cold town. Yeah, yeah. So wait, then where's Jameis go? I have no idea. I saw where somebody said possible landing spots for Jameis Winston, and one was... The Patriots. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Is is that could Bill Belichick fix James Winston? I don't think that Bill would like somebody who's that careless with the football. Having worked with Tom Brady for twenty years, I'm going to guess that you don't want to bring somebody in who wants to be a gunslinger. Doesn't seem like that's Bill's type. Yeah, Paul. But Bill does like to buy low and sell high. He likes to take damaged goods. Albert Hainsworth, Corey Dillon, Randy Moss. And say, hey, I'm the one who can make that into something shiny. I would take Mariota if I want to take something buy low, sell high. Right. And Mariota would be who I would bring in before I'd bring in Jameis Winston. Because I still think Mariota, and once again, when you see these guys and it's one year and it's magical and you win the Heisman, and I, 
you need a larger sample size with these quarterbacks, and sometimes you don't get it. Mariota regressed, even though I don't think he was ever coached properly where you go, we want to put some pressure on the defense. It felt like he was really hesitant. He wasn't confident, and nobody's talking about him at all. And maybe that's a guy you could get by low, sell high. Yeah, McLevin. What if you had a choice between Ryan Tannehill and Mariota? Is there one of those two that would, if you're New England, say that Brady went to Tennessee? Well, Tannehill's going to cost me more based off this success this year, but I don't want to pay that. I mean, if I'm Tennessee, I, I thank Ryan Tannehill and give him you know some parting gifts. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. like a full start over? Yeah. Now, are you putting Brady in that spot or just well, in general? Well, if, if you get Brady, then you're saying goodbye to Tannehill. It feels like if I'm the Titans, I want Derrick Henry back. But if I don't get Tom Brady, then I keep Ryan Tannehill. But to me, he didn't really have much success in the playoffs. Tennessee did. He didn't. And I know he made a couple plays, made a couple plays with his legs. But uh, as you move forward here, is that the quarterback you want that you think can help you win the AFC? Yeah, Paul. I, I think the Titans could franchise tag Derrick Henry for, I think, $11 million or less. Oh, I would absolutely do that. You get one year, you don't have to pay him anything down the road. Yeah. Yes, McLovin. But all these franchise tag guys, we do not know if they'll show up. I mean, they're, they're going to be mad, especially if there's a new CBA. Like, I don't think Henry shows up. I don't think... Yeah, you're, I, I mean, it, yeah. it could be. You could have... Um, the situation that we had with uh, Le'Veon Bell? Yeah. yeah. Dak Prescott? I don't know if he shows up. Well, Dak's going to get paid. I, I think he's going to get that exclusive franchise tag for $33 million. And that way, nobody can come in and you know offer you or, or take him away from you. If you do the franchise tag and somebody says, hey, we'll give you two number ones for him, then they can steal him from you. You do the exclusive, you give him $33 million. That's going to be less than what he wants, but you're still giving him $33 million. I still think that there's seeds of doubt about how great Dak can be in Dallas. That's always been my impression here, and that's why I would go, let me see another year here. Let me see another year here, and uh, maybe we can work on a long-term deal. And then you'll get Dak betting on himself again. But instead of... You know, that exclusive tag, it's I think it's $33 million. If they franchise him, just franchise him, then it's $28 million. And then somebody can come in and offer you something and then take him from you. But, uh, you know, that is still fascinating to see what's going to happen in Dallas with that long-term deal and what he thinks he's worth and what the Cowboys are willing to pay him. Jim in Colorado joins us. Hi, Jim. What do you have for me today? Hey, I got a question. I would like to know why you guys don't talk about on on drafting Tua. I don't think you should draft him. How many lefty lefty quarterbacks have been successful in the NFL, and how many lefty quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl? Well, Steve Young did. And the odds are, the odds are, don't draft a lefty quarterback because they don't are not very successful. I'd just like to hear your comment. Great show. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Thank Jim. You. Thank you, Jim. How many left-handed quarterbacks are there to begin with? How many elite left-handed quarterbacks are there? Steve Young won a Super Bowl. I know that. Tua won a national title. Michael Vick was pretty good for a while. You know, Tebow was never a great passing quarterback. But, you know, Jared Lorenzen threw for a lot of yards. And like you said, Tebow may have been right-handed. Yeah, he could have been. 
He's like the Ben Simmons, I think, of, uh, uh, of quarterbacks throwing. Wait, how do you throw for that many yards? Because everybody was wide open on that Florida offense. Yes, Seton. Yeah, like how can you be one of the greatest college football players of all time and not work in the NFL? Kenny Stabler, left-handed. Mark Brunel had a pretty good career. Jim Zorn had a really good career. Boomer Esiason won a league MVP, went to a Super Bowl. I'm actually looking at the draft record of these lefties. None of them were, very few of them were overdrafted. Only Cade McNown with the Bears. I mean, everybody, Ooh, of course most the of these Bears guys draft bargains. Yeah, of course the Bears did that. Liner was overdrafted, sorry. He, yeah, he was. That was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I know the teams were always built with your left tackle protecting the blind side uh, of your quarterback, your right-handed quarterback. I think, you know, times have changed. And I know that teams are right-handed. You know, they're considered right-handed. Well, okay. If you got a quarterback, I'm going to guess you can be left-handed or run, you know, run everything to the left side. Yeah, McLevin. Didn't defenses figure that out and put their best pass rusher against the right tackle anyway? So yes. it's yeah. ridiculous. Yes. Lawrence Taylor always was going up against Joe Jacoby with the Redskins. When those two teams went to get, you know, faced each other with an important game on the line, it was Lawrence Taylor versus Joe Jacoby. It was left tackle. You know, and everybody spent all this money on their left tackles because you're trying to protect your quarterback's blind side. You just spent a lot of money on your right tackle instead. And then you got Quentin Nelson, who's a guard who's dominating. Yeah. Like, and now those guys are important. It's hard to keep track of this thing. I just, you know, you can talk yourself out of things. Oh, you can't take a left-handed quarterback. Okay. Maybe your philosophy is, or, you know, your, your team or somebody, you know, had an issue with a left-handed quarterback somewhere in their uh, previous coaching career. I don't know. I would have no issues taking Tua. If he's healthy, yes, McLeod. Now, you really can't have a left-handed catcher in baseball, right? Isn't that... I know we did this topic, but, like, he'll hit the batter too much. So you can't... So left catchers never throw left-handed. Yes, because there's so many right-handed batters. There's more right-handed batters. And if you're throwing to second base or, you know, you throw into third, then you're going to have that player who's going to block you. Or it's going right. to be even more awkward to be able to throw to those bases. Yeah. That's a little left turn by me. He's taking over yes, Fritzy. Thank you. Doing Fritzy's role there. Thank you, McLovin. Thank you. Well done. We'll take a break. Play of the day. We'll settle on our poll question. Got a stat of the day as well. Reggie Miller will join us in the final hour of the program. And uh, Chris Sims on loan from NBC Sports Pro Football Talk Live. He'll join us coming up in a little bit as well. Back after this. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Oh, my God. The play. The play is of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Moore headed the other way. Lobs it to Stanley. Oh, 
That's courtesy of Learfield IMG College. David Shoemate, uh, jump by Chris Cross. Duke routes North Carolina State, snapping a two-game losing streak. They wrap up their regular season slate against the Tar Heels on Saturday night at Cameron Indoor. Our play of the day is brought to you by Tacovas. Gentlemen, listen up. Tacovas boots, handmade, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers. Tacovas cuts out the middlemen and sells directly to you at amazing prices. Shipping, returns, exchanges, free and easy. Visit Tecovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash D-P, Tecovas Western Goods for New Frontiers. Do we have a comment from Mike Krzyzewski after last night's game? Yeah, Duke had lost three of their last four, and a reporter asked about losing three of the last four, and uh, Coach K went scoreboard. When you lose, then you, we've lost. Oh, the world is going to end, and a lot of pressure is put on. You know, even social media, like it's amazing what people put out. You know, really, if you're our fans, don't do that. You know, come on, man. These kids are 18 and 19 years old. I mean, you can question my coaching and what the hell. And then when you do question it, by the way, just come into Cameron and look up in the <laughs> ceiling. All right. And then, then find out if you should question that, you know. But uh, don't, don't do anything with our players. Oh, you know, Just support them. Man, you know, you get these older coaches, and when they start to lose, man, they, they have some – like Jim Beheim. these guys are entertaining. I know that it doesn't happen very often where they say these things, but, man, when you go scoreboard and you're Coach K, oh, I like that. He didn't go scoreboard. He went banners. He went rafters. Yeah, go off. Just look up there. Now you want to question me? It's just not a good Duke – you know, it's not a formidable Duke team. That's all. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, that's a serious low when our play of the day is an alley-oop to beat NC State on a Monday night. Yeah. I mean, that used to be like, they wouldn't even talk about beating NC State. Well, didn't they lose to NC yeah. State? And now it's a big... I, I will say that it felt like the play-by-play in analysts, they went a little too excitement level. I mean, you got to act like you've been there before. And if you're the Duke play-by-play voice, I'm going to guess you've been there before. Yeah, Paul. The Duke students, they don't rush the court, do they? When was the last time a Duke had a court rushing? I don't know if it uh, if it was a North Carolina game. Maybe. But I don't know how many games, because they don't lose at home. Yeah, see. But they aren't kids who strike me as like acting like they've been there before. The, the Duke, Duke fan fans? Base. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was talking about the play-by-play voice. That you got to act like you've been there. I mean, you won by 20. Might have been a really nice play, but, I mean, come on. Can we play that again? Do we have the capability of playing that again? Oh, my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Runner left, I got it! I'm going to play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Moore headed the other way. Lobs it to Stanley! <laughs> oh, my God! Up by 11. Okay. Oh, we're by <laughs> Seton, I think you have that voice in you. He sort of did this. <laughs> oh my God! Stanley! <laughs> <laughs> yes, McLovin. I don't want to make Coach K even matter, 
But uh, someday no, we're gonna no, look. But, but you gave a butt here. Someday we're gonna look back and say you had Zion, R.J. Barrett, oh, and Cam Reddish, and you didn't make the Final Four wow. in 2020. That's what people will say because those guys, R.J. Barrett, after last night, I'm convinced he's he's the real deal, and Zion is obviously a superstar. When Coach K calls in next time, you no and, you way, and, dude. Oh wait, oh. hey. Look up in the sky. I'm just saying what people are saying. People are saying they're going to say Bears, but they're going to look at that team and be like, wait, that team? John Shire won a title and Zion and RJ Barrett couldn't do it? He only had him for four months. That's very true. I like how you you hadn't even watched RJ Barrett this year. and then Oh, I've watched a ton of RJ Barrett. I I am not in on RJ Barrett until last night. Yeah, he had a good game last night because I was watching... All, I was watching some bad basketball last night, as as I've been prone to. And then I saw where the Knicks were leading the Rockets. And I go, let me see how they can blow this. And then all of a sudden, they held on to beat the Rockets. I guess small ball just doesn't work. <laughs> yes, McLeod. Got out-rebounded something like oh, 78 to 43. Yeah, or something. they got crushed on the boards there. You're going to have these moments. There are going to be teams that will give them fits. The, the Knicks lead the league in one category, power forwards. I think their entire roster is just power forwards. And paid former players and coaches. They and the they were able to just dominate the boards with the Rockets. Yeah, McClub. So are we allowed to make this Spike Lee went in the wrong door story into something more than it is? More chaos in the garden? Or I don't know the exact details. I don't care. You don't care? But yeah. I don't care. You're not ready for more Knicks drama? No, I don't need any more. I don't need any more. And I liked R.J. Barrett. I, I thought he had a chance to lead all the rookies in scoring this year. All right, we'll take a break. Chris Sims will join us on the other side, and Reggie Miller will stop by. Final two hours coming up. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify, and it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right, no credit card necessary, and simply search for our shows to start listening. 